0: What up, y'all? Welcome back to the Who That Live podcast. It's your boy, T-Word, people's champ. here. my co-host, JT, the Saints savant. We're back in this thing. Week four coming up for the NFL. Saints are finally going to be at home. But before we get into that, we got to talk about week three and the Saints bounce back game. I'm about to bounce back. They put a little juvenile on it, went up to New England oh. and smacked the Patriots around from start to finish. It was one of the best wire-to-wire performances without Drew Brees in uniform in a long time. So we got to give a big up to the entire team, especially the defense. And um, we're just going to go ahead and jump right in. But before we do, tell the folks how you doing today, bro. I'm
1: doing great. Uh, You know, Saints kicked the Patriots' ass, you know. I mean, winning the Foxborough handle business, you know. Facts. We always like to
0: see that. Yes, sir. Nothing nothing wrong with the win. Nothing wrong with the win. So I'm going to go ahead and jump in first because I'm pretty excited about um, how this game turned out. Uh, First, I do want to say – offensively the Saints still haven't even found their identity so it's really hard to like evaluate the team right now because we really don't know who they are offensively we know that they're a team who would be successful if they run the ball and they're fairly healthy along the offensive line if they're just decent in those two areas the lack of receiver production and tight end production is okay because you got a dynamic running back and alvin kamara and a guy who's right behind him who's very explosive and tony jones jr and then when you mix in uh arma making some things happen as the fullback, and then Taysom Hill being like an X factor. Um, This offense could be really vital when it needs to be if they just stick to the script of carry the ball 25 to 30 times a game, split between those four guys, you're going to typically be successful. On Sunday, we saw that. They mixed in the run as as much as possible, and then they threw the ball when necessary. Um, I thought uh, Jameis threw a Stevie up there, but it turned into a touchdown. And I call it a Stevie because it's kind of <laughs> like, you know, that was a blind read. He just threw it up there. And uh Marquez Callaway uh, finally made himself official, official in the 2021 season with his first touchdown of the year. Um, something we had been looking for from him. So that was pretty good. Uh, So happy to see him contribute and do more than one catch. So defensively, though, is where I want to go. You know, I'm a defensive guy, cornerback, all that good stuff. And seeing a former cornerback turn, safety turn, Mr. X-Fact on defense, Malcolm Jenkins, the savvy veteran, uh, get a nice tipped interception, pick six, and uh, still show a little speed. Malcolm looked like he still got a little juice in the tank. You know (laughs) what I mean? So that looked good. Uh, Up front, we did well, considering that. The, the full complement of defensive line rotation was not in effect. Um, the defensive line did really well, pressure when they could, held a rundown. I thought that the Saints performed really well. One thing I want to say uh, get well, to James White. He's actually one of my favorite players, man. Uh, much, much respect. He had a hip subligation on the tackle on like a screenplay, and it looked like a, a a harmless play, and he ended up leaving the game, and it looks like he's done for the year. So get well soon, man. Hope to see him come back and play some great football. But other than that, talk about these Saints. Uh, that defense, obviously, they was hitting hard, moving fast, and making plays, and they didn't make a bunch of mistakes. And they really made Mac Jones realize, hey, dude, you ain't in Alabama. This ain't the SEC. This is the NFL, and these people will hit you in your damn mouth. And they did that consistently. And I thought that the Saints played a really complete game of football. I'm going to throw it to you. Bro, I mean, you, you summed it up really well. I thought that, uh, you know,
1: it was a – the offense to me looked better in the first half than it did the second half, and I think that was by design. I think mm-hmm. that the Saints kind of just – I think Sean Payton is at a point to where if he goes into the second half with two-score lead, he thinks that he doesn't have to do anything else. He does not – I don't think he thinks his defense has given up more than two scores. I think that's how he calls Agreed. the games now when he gets to the second half. But uh, the first half, you saw a little production from Marquez Callaway. You know he started catching a few balls. Deontay Harris is doing his thing out there. You know, uh, I thought that third, you know the very first drive when we when we came down, to the first few plays, we went two runs right up the middle. But that play to uh, Chris Hogan, if Jameis throws a little more accurate ball, that probably goes for a little. That goes for some yardage because he was open. He 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 had it right. to where he would have caught the ball. So. I thought the passing game is getting there. Like it's not there yet. We're not where we need to be. And we obviously don't have all our weapons yet. So offensively, mm-hmm. I think we're getting there. We're just not there yet. Uh Jawan Johnson. Jawan Johnson missed that play. Right. If he would have quit running his route, that's probably 30 or 40 yards down the field because there wasn't anybody. He, you know, his speed, you know, he's a fast guy. I mean, when he catches the ball, he would have been in stride. He would have he'd went a little ways. So yeah, he could take off. Yeah. yeah
0: and I let me mean ask you so, something about that since you mentioned that yeah. production. Let me ask you something. <laughs> you're not gonna like this question, though. No. Do you think that in, in a small way this offense misses Jared Cook right now?
1: Ah oh, man, you're gonna go to that guy, you know, you know. <laughs> uh, yes, because Jared Cook for his for his for the bad stuff that he, you know, he had a lot of plays where he would forget himself on the offense too. I felt like like sometimes he would run the wrong routes and Drew would get mm-hmm. really frustrated with him. But I still feel like he's still a very valuable target in the NFL that can relieve some of that, you know, he, he probably would have not read, he would have probably continued running that route and probably would have caught that ball and went for a good yard. I mean, yeah. So yeah. yeah, right there, I think we're missing a pass catcher. We just need someone to step up to be a pass catcher consistently. I mean, that's what we're really lacking. We don't have one yet. I thought it was going to be Adam Trotman, but Somebody I think the way they're you Yeah. Right. I thought, I think that they're using Adam and Adam Trotman more like a sixth lineman I I see him blocking most of the time they don't even run him out very much I mean they just kind of use him because I guess because we run the ball so much they just want to use him as a, a blocker and I don't think that Jawan Johnson is quite refined enough as a tight end to be able to be used a whole lot because when he comes on the field it's such a tail so you know I think yeah. we just need one more guy to step up. You know, I, I was hoping Traquan Smith would come back, but he's not designated to return. He wasn't at practice today. So it looks like he's going to be another week or two out. Uh, you know, so we're just going to have to go with what we got. Luckily, we only have, we have two easier, I wouldn't say bad defenses, yeah. but they're not as hard as the defenses we faced here, here lately. Opponents. right? So uh, Right. So, you know, tough offensively, opponents. offensively. Every NFL yeah, team is hard. Definitely. <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh, 100%. But let's go to shift to the defensive side. Yeah. Man, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Have you ever seen right. a linebacker cover better than Demario Davis did that game?
0: Man, he was – No, that was, that was like um, Bobby Wagner elite um, with the way that he played. I'm trying to think of another linebacker because even Ray didn't cover like that. Not dissing Ray Lewis, just that wasn't his forte. He, he's plugged right. up holes and made stuff happen. But as far as linebackers go, Man, I ain't seen nobody move like Demario Davis is moving. It's almost as if this dude is getting younger, man. I, I hope his pee is clean because the way that he played, <laughs> it makes you wonder, like, how are he's you getting testing. better with age? Yeah, how are you getting better with age? And he's, he's like, how did they let you get out of Cleveland or New York? Well, New York, we get it. But how did they let you get out of town with that type of ability? And it's, it's all about, you know, schemes make teams sometimes. He's in the perfect scheme for what he does. And I think he must have a really great relationship with the linebacker coach and DA for them to allow him to roam free and he makes stuff happen. So yeah, man, I, I'm super impressed with the Mario Davis. I've been a big fan since he joined the saints. I love his yeah. leadership. I love his play style. And I like the fact that it seems like he has that short term memory where if something bad happens, he don't carry it from play to play or game to game. He just get up and fall his ass off. So um super impressed with him. And, um, Love the way he's playing, and it's like he's, like, lifting up people around him. Like they say some quarterbacks elevate their teammates. He's elevating that defense whenever possible because we ain't had defense like this. Like, they were decent right before he came, but after we got him, our defense took a huge step just putting him in the middle. The pieces around him are just complimentary.
1: Yeah, and I want to talk one more guy that we haven't mentioned yet on defense, and you know who I'm going to go with. The the often, and we know who this is going to be. You know, let's talk it- about the guy who wears the cast, you know, out there just balling. Like maybe he should have wore a cast a long time ago because this man, he's just on another level right now. I mean, he's just playing. Yeah. I mean, PFF, they grade him right now as the best corner in the league. He's got the best coverage rating. Now, he didn't play week two. So he has the benefit of that not getting to play. Right. So I'm sure that factored in a little bit. And he had the pick at the end. And we know PFF rates turnovers high. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So still, though, but man, he, he looks good. I mean, he's playing well. And I think what stepped out, stood out to me was this wasn't one of those great receivers. This was Nelson Aguilar. he was out there playing against. You know, I like Nelson, but Nelson Aguilar is not a number one. And typically that's a receiver. Right, Lattimore is just, yeah, he, he yeah. just kind of just looks at that guy and says, oh, well, he's not on my level. I'm not going to play like that. But this year, I don't know that maybe because he had to play in camp with such low talent, you know, no offense to our guys, you know, he was playing against a Marquez Calloway every day. Trey Smith wasn't really out right. there either. So right. maybe he got to where since Mike wasn't out there with him and Mike wasn't beating his ass every day, like, you know, Mike, he's physical.
0: And yeah, uh, for sure.
1: I don't know if that, that was a factor or not. And he got used to maybe playing the less receivers and it kind of helped him get to where he could play that way against all type hmm. of receivers. I don't know. But, man, he's played really good.
0: I think I think maybe he, he seems like a guy who he says he doesn't read the newspaper clippings. But, um, you know, I, I think he has. And I think going into a contract year, he understood that they're probably going to pay me. I just had a little legal situation. I need to show my value and I need to show it consecutively and continuously as long as I can be healthy. The fact that he came back in that game with that bone chip, those people know when bones are chip, they can x-ray at the stadium. Trust me, the equipment's there. They know what's going on with you before you leave the locker room. But he wrapped that hand up and came out knowing he could potentially do more damage because he got it on his mind. The dog in him is finally on the surface. And I don't know if going home inspired him to prove the people wrong or whatever the case may be. But. He's not the player that I've been probably, you could say, disrespectful to the last few years because I felt like he just wasn't honoring the position in the uniform, being that dog week in and week out. But this year, I can't say that about him. Um, I'm not going to take back what I said in the past because I feel like he lived that. But I can say that right now going forward, that dude is proven to be that top 10 pick that he was when we picked him up in 2017. And I feel like at least for the next few years, as long as he's healthy, he's going to earn that money. That they just paid him the most guaranteed by a corner, if I'm not mistaken, right now. So, kudos to Lattimore, man. I can't, I can't. The one guy I probably want to shout out on defense is gonna be Chauncey because he got that sack and he just sat the right tackle <laughs> on his ass and made a play. So, um, oh, you can't be that size and you just—it's it, like he outquicked them and then he just muscled him. It's like he got his feet moving and then he kind of put him in a blender. He Kyrie'd him. You know how Kyrie blend people up and then they <laughs> yeah. fall back? That's mm-hmm. kind of how it looks. You know what I'm saying? He put him in the blender and then he ran him over and made a play. So, and that's something that was missing the previous week. Don't want to revisit it, but can say that. The people that were able to come back that were out the previous week, it really showed. And think about this. After this home game against a not-so-tough opponent, we're going to get a lot of people back in uniform for week five. So, that's going to be interesting. So, Let's go ahead and give our players of the game. Uh, do you want offense or defense?
1: Uh, I'll go.
0: I'll go defense. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna go offense. I'm gonna say player of the game is going to be Alvin Kamara. Um, I just thought good. that his consistency and the way that he he was just solid and he just did what he did, and I think he recognized the flaws of the previous week, he even addressed that in the media. And then coming in, he was like, we had a great week of practice. We were prepared. And I feel like he has that quiet leadership. Like, he's cool off the field. But I think that people just watch him go about his business. And it makes them want to keep doing their job. So, Alvin Kamara is my guy. Uh close second honorable mention on offense. Going to be Taysom Hill. I thought that his spark on that final drop was really yeah. good. Not something I want to see all the time. But definitely right. was good. And I like the fact that there was a point where he had run the play where he takes the snap. And then he just takes off with it. On that particular drive, if I'm not mistaken, he dropped back and he ha- he was ready to throw. It was cocked, but it wasn't open. They covered it. So he had to. A- he bounced it outside, something I said that he can't do. He did it. He bounced it outside, hit the edge, and he turned what could have been either a short game into almost a first down. So I don't know who mentioned the taste. How about the defense? Oh, well, we got to go with the guy you mentioned first, Mario Davis. I mean, you can't. I
1: mean, the way he played, that was unbelievable. I mean, you can't play any better than that and let's not say that he wasn't playing he was playing against two of the better tight ends in the league in hunter henry and johnny smith those aren't guys that are just you know scrubs they are really good tight ends and he completely took them away he was in their game all day and he blitzed i mean the run play that run play that he had to where it, it's just so funny because he can arm tackle people. Like, you know, some guys, they kind of like you, you know, if you get your arm on them, they can out, no DeMario, if he gets your arms on you, you're going down. It, it doesn't matter. And uh, sure. he's just, for he's sure. just such a good overall linebacker. He does everything well. So I got to give him, and if I'm going to do an honorable mention, I got to go on the Debo because that man is keeping a guy that we traded the third round pick for on the bench. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. in that second meeting and he's I mean that second cornerback spot and just taking it
0: over for sure I agree with that yeah. I'm, I'm happy that that pick worked out but he's a first round talent so that's not surprising either
1: yeah and uh I just wanted to talk one more thing is what do you what do you think about that Go play ahead. where he laid the wood on that running back
0: Oh, I like it that play I like our corners to be physical we have been having physical cornerbacks for a minute yeah I like that, like, Lattimore come up and hit, Chauncey hits. Um, PJ would lay the lumber. He just couldn't cover nobody for the longest. Um, (laughs) Our our DBs, you know, that that, that brings a tear to my eye. That brings a tear to my eye that our DBs can hit. So I'm all for that. And um, I just like the way that this team has continued to play defensively at every level. And it just looks really good. You know what I'm saying?
1: Bro, I'm sorry it that, really just that, every level. Phone
0: call. It looks good at every level, and we're we're seeing uh, this team turn a corner and become a more balanced team. I don't think we're a defensive team or offensive team. I think we're balanced. So let's go ahead and transition into um, this week four matchup. We got the Giants first game back home in the Superdome. So I'm gonna throw it to you first, and you tell me about what that means to you, man. Um, this is kind of reminiscent of 2006. Uh, you know the team has been away from home they couldn't play in the dome into October basically so kind of give me your thoughts on what you think about this game overall and then you could get into some X's and O's.
1: Man this game means a lot because these players I think today was the anniversary of a month that that Ida has struck so they've been off on to you know Dallas it was kind of like training camp never stopped. Like it feels like this last yesterday was the end of training camp for the saints. You know what I'm saying? Like they weren't home. They weren't getting their home stadium. They weren't getting to practice in their own facilities. It was like they went off away for training camp for the for a month. And that's where they've been the whole time. You know, we've just been playing NFL games. It's, it, it doesn't even feel like our season has really started that well. We we're just kind of, this is kind of like your seasons just now starting like our season opener, but, uh, It means a lot because, you know, the city, the cities went through, you know, New Orleans, it's just such a resilient city. You know, they go through so much with the hurricanes and everything. And, uh, you know, the sports teams are always having something happen to them. That's, you know, controversial or, you know, a heartbreaking thing, but they always come back and the fans are just so good. They're always there. They always make noise. They always support their team. So it's just huge seeing it come back and seeing the New Orleans Saints finally play in a full stadium. You know, it's almost been two years, let's just say. I mean, it's almost been two years since we've seen yeah, New Orleans in there. The last game we played in the Dome with a full stadium was that 2019 horrendous game against the Vikings. I mean, think about it. That's yeah. that's the last time. And that was terrible. That's true. Uh, yeah. So, Man, that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, it's been a long time. So, you know, we're going to get into the X and O's, but. I feel sorry for that, that Giants team coming to that, that madhouse. This is like – I mean, this is probably going to be a playoff atmosphere. Like as far as how Absolutely. the fans are going to be, it's going to be like a playoff game.
0: So let me give you – let me give you some context for a welcome home game. So in 2006, the Saints made their first their, – their season debut in the Superdome on Monday night, uh, September 25th, 06. Um, the game started – the first quarter game – was the Gleason block punt recovered by Curtis Deloach? Trivia question for some folks right there. The Saints only scored one other touchdown that night in the 23-3 victory. I want you to take a guess. Think about who was on the team, anybody. Think about the one touchdown that was scored besides the block punt. Take a just wild guess. Anything to do.
1: Um. Let's say Reggie Bush. I don't know. Reggie Bush, did he run one in?
0: Nope, but it was a rushing touchdown by it Devery Henderson, rush- 11 yards. Devery, wow. Yeah, Devery, I wouldn't have got that. <laughs> De- Devery, Devery, huh? Yeah, that's funny. Oh hey, um, man. Else, we had uh, two two living legends kick the rest of the points. Uh, Morton Anderson added a 26-yard field goal for the Falcons for their only three points. And John Carney, the other legend, the old gray beard, kicked three field goals for the Saints along of 51 yards. So a couple more trivia questions for some folks out there, but that game was all about emotion. It wasn't about like necessarily who scored and how they scored. It really was about the emotion packed in the stadium and blocking that kick set the tone early. I remember watching the game on TV and, you know, just screaming crazy at the TV. There's nothing else on everybody's tuned in. And um, I just didn't know how good uh, this team was going to be at this point, but, we started to get an idea around that time. Uh, that team did start three and one that season. This team has an opportunity to do the same. So let's get into some X's and O's. So we got the Giants coming to town. I think they're going to be down at least one receiver, maybe two. Pretty sure Sterling Shepard's not going to play, and I think Slayton and um, Galladay are banged up. So even if they play, they might not be at hundred percent. So uh, what do you what do you got going into this game? Let's talk. Uh, let's talk offense first. What do you see?
1: Offensively, I think you know. I don't. I don't want to say this. You know. I mean, we've we've said this a lot, but I really think them having a dome atmosphere and finally being back on turf, and you know, we just run faster on turf. We play faster on turf. That's just that's just the NFL. I For think sure. we might see more passing yards. I don't think we're gonna just see. A run heavy game where we just run the ball down people's starts. I think Sean Payton's going to want to open it up a little bit. Now, he may not go, you know, 40 passes. He may just go 30. 30. You know, we may get to see 30 games, 30 passes, you know, maybe 25, you know, Mm -hmm. somewhere in that area. I think, but I think you're going to, yeah, somewhere in there. Like, I think that you're going to see that instead Mm -hmm. of, you know, the 20 yard. And I think, they're going to have some routes to where they turn it loose a little bit with Deontay Harris specifically, because that man's getting open. They're just not throwing it a lot at him because coverage isn't holding up or whatever, but he is getting open. He's the one receiver we have on the team that gets open consistently. I mean, he's he's a difference maker. I mean, he might be our best weapon considering what he does on punt returns and what he does as a receiver now. I mean, he's – He's good, man. He's got, he's got a chance to be a really good receiver. The only thing, only problem is he's really small, but. Uh, yeah.
0: As of today, as of today, he, he's definitely probably the best offensive weapon uh, that can suit up on Sundays, um, which should be changing soon in the next couple of weeks. Thank goodness. But I agree with you there. Right. Um, I do expect to see a very aggressive Jameis uh, because keep in mind in the preseason, he was decent um, in that road game, but. We did play a lot faster and a lot more fired up in the Superdome in the preseason. That one game, that looked good. And I think that that explosion is waiting to happen. And I think the way that Peyton will probably mix in Taysom is going to be a difference maker. And he's going to do it early and get them off guard. And that pass where, you know, Jameis is out there at receiver, that ain't Drew Brees. He might pop that and just throw it and just, hey, I just need you to get 15 yards to make people know we will throw the ball in this situation. Um, we might see a couple of trick plays just for the hell of it, not because they need to, but the main thing I need to see them do early is establish the run and just mix it up, keep them off balance. I think that script needs to be like 20 plays. That should be like two drives right there. Um, if they could do that, I think things will really go in the Saints' favor and uh, they'll be able to jump out early. And I don't think that this year the Giants are built to really get into a shootout and hang. Now, keep in mind, Danny Dimes can play, though. Daniel Jones is not great, but he could be a wild-card player. So I think that will be the thing. And when we get into defense, I'll talk about why that's important. So you got any more to say on the offense? Uh, I would like to see a few more screens. I don't
1: think we utilize the screen enough. And that's something that the Saints have been that. a staple in the offense. Yeah, I would like yeah. to see it more. I, I mean, Alvin Kamara, he does so much, so much out in space. You know, and Tony Jones Jr., he has such a strong burst. I would like to see – I would just like to see it a little more into the offense because I think that would help spread defenses out a little bit with us and we maybe wouldn't have to yeah, – slow Yeah, it could start the start the game, passing game a little bit, getting people in the rhythm. So I would so like to see a little more
0: screens. I think we're going to see that, but we – we probably won't see it till we get a little bit healthier along the offensive line. Here's one thing I know like, we draft a certain type of lineman, and the guys who are starters are starters for a reason. And if you don't have your starters and you're trying to run a screen, the way that they time that and the way that they get guys in sync, having to plug in pieces, um, like you were talking, like you and I were talking about, like Will Clapp and stuff like that. If Will Clapp is in the game, then yeah, let's get into the screens. But if you stick with Throckmorton and you got Ruiz, and then you got a sub in at, at left tackle, I believe, Hurst. I'm not sure if I want to really see I'm the screens with those guys out there because it's it's too many it's too many um too many pieces moving um that normally aren't in place and I think that the synchronicity of that play might be off. But there are certain screens that are working. I ain't talking wide receiver screens, just some of the backside screens to like the tight end. That way you get Jawan Johnson and you get Tropman in space with easier catches where they could catch it, turn and run and run through a tunnel. I think those would be good, like that double backside screen. So defensively. Um, what do you think? What do you think is is the approach here? How how should the Saints attack the Giants on Sunday?
1: Uh, Saquon make Saquon Barkley not a factor. You know, just take him away, just like that. I mean, if they're not going to have their receivers, you know, they're going to have. Let's just say, for the sake, they're not going to have Shepard. I don't think they're going to have Slayton because it like. The injuries were very similar that they had. They both had two hamstring injuries and they both didn't participate today in practice. You know, recording Wednesday. So you don't you can't always base if a player is going to play or if they practice on Wednesday or not. But I'm just gonna lean and say they don't. Kenny Galladay, I feel like will because he was a limited participant today. And normally if you're limited on Wednesday, unless you hurt yourself worse, you play on you play on Sunday. So yeah. I think that Lattimore will just take away Galladay because he's just taken away anybody, everybody that has been anybody. I mean, he's just erased them. So I'm not as worried about their passers. You know, they have Evan Ingram, but Evan Ingram, the tight end, he's he's banged up. He's been banged up all season, and he's yeah. not been that. Yeah, he's not he's not that big of a threat. So really, the yeah, only guy that can beat, yeah, the only guy who can beat you is Saquon. You know, I noticed they used him a lot last week. That gets the the Falcons out of the backfield, uh, passing, catching. He caught a lot of balls. I think he went six for seven. Uh, So just limit that, you know. I mean, just take him away because Daniel Jones, he he fumbles all the time. Let's be honest. He just fumbles the football. He doesn't need anybody to just – they can breathe on him and he will fumble the football. He is what they talked about, James. James had those fumbling problems. He has it way worse than James. I mean, he just drops the ball too much. He's on the way for the record. (laughs) Yeah, that's you're exactly right. Yeah. So that's the that's what I do. I would I would make Um, sure that we pressure him a good bit. So here's
0: a eliminate Saquon. Yeah. Agreed. So here, here's a stat line from 2018. Last time the Saints saw the Giants up in uh, New York, uh, Saquon went 10 for 44 yards on the ground. Did get a late TD. I remember that one. This was a game where I think Camaro was stupid. Um, he did catch six of yeah. eight targets for 56 yards. Um, but this game was really a blowout. You know what I'm saying? It was 33 to 18. And it was close going into the half and then the second half. That's when we figured out, oh, snap, the Saints are really good this year. Um, we, we really didn't know how good that was a uh, week four and we didn't know how good we were going to be that year. Cause we later went on to challenge the Rams a couple of times. and really have some, some hell games, but that's how that went. So what you were saying about Saquon being more involved in the passing game, I think they're going to try to duplicate that strategy, even though it's a different coaching staff, but they're still going to recall like, Hey, we were pretty successful dumping it off to him versus handing off to him because 10 carries or 44 yards, it's a 4.4 yard average. But if you're not really, moving up and down the field, that don't mean nothing. Kamara has had like five yards of carry yeah. in the game, and we still lost because we just weren't moving the ball otherwise. Yeah. And I think we're going to limit their passing game so much, we could give a 100 yards on the ground, and it still won't be enough to beat us because we'll also be able to match them on the ground and control the clock. Defensively, I think coming up, we don't need to load the box. We could stop you with five or six up front, and that way we could drop five, sometimes six in coverage. And uh, we'll make you make a bad decision. And if you hold the ball too long, those guys up front, or the guy you've been harping on since we got him, uh, Tano uh, Passano, uh, TK. Uh, you know, it's like, I don't know. It's That dude just come out of nowhere. Like, I I, I saw his name <laughs> when we picked him up, and I was like, uh, I don't know, he'd be a good depth piece. But this guy's a starter. And uh, I like the way he's performing. And then you start to factor in Peyton Turner and Cameron Jordan. If he's just willing and hustling, he's going to be great against the run. And every now and then he's going to collapse the pocket and make a play. And then our interior just needs to get it together just to be a little bit more consistent with those young guys rotating. And I think the Saints will dominate this game. Um, We're going to get the predictions in a minute. But I really feel like the key is going to be us exploding offensively and making the Giants feel like they have to play like shootout and they won't be equipped to do it, and that's going to play in our favor for the defense to have an even better game. Three, four turnovers, multiple sacks, a lot of hurries, and a lot of tackles for loss. Um, That's kind of my prediction on how it goes. So final score of the game, what you got? I'm going to go 38-13
1: Saints. I think that it's a blowout. I don't think that the the, the Giants, I think that this is like a playoff game. Daniel Jones is not a playoff quarterback. He is not going to be ready. He is not going to be able to hear. This is going to be a loud dome. I don't think, I think it's going to rival probably the 2018 NFC Championship game we had against the, uh, the Rams when we played them, how loud that was. Remember what he did to Jared Goff in the first quarter? He threw that interception right to Demario Davis sure. because he couldn't hear. You know, He was getting really oh, frustrated. Yeah. I think it's going to be just like that. But they don't have the weapons, and I just yeah. think it's going to avalanche. I think the, the not only does the offense play faster, the defense has seemed historically for the Saints always plays better at home. I don't know what it is, but they just always seem to really get after it at home. And I think they feed off the crowd is what it is. I think they love the crowd. Twelve man. I think yeah. that just – yeah, I think that yeah. just – they just love it. So I don't see it being a game. And I think that Winston's finally going to get to his – I won't say he gets to 300 passing yards. I say he gets to around 250, somewhere in there. I think he finally has that game. And, you know, I think one play is going to be really chunk yards to kind of be like that first that first game to where he got a lot more yeah, yards because of that, yeah. because of the Deontay Harris yeah. pass. I think like Kenny still is a drag one in. I think he's yeah. going to get one. Yeah, I think Kenny still is going to get a big Ooh, one because he almost he got one last call. week. If him and, and uh, Jameis Winston yeah, sure. would have practiced longer and Jameis Winston would have had that more yeah. in sync, I think he would have caught it. I think it would have been a touchdown. So I think it's going to happen,
0: bro. I think, I think we're going to get to see it a little bit. I think we'll see three players go over 100. I see um, – and that's going to be total yards, not necessarily rushing or passing, yeah. but combined. I see Kenny Stills going for 100 yards because they're going to target him a lot to get him involved early and make him a weapon. Um, Alvin and um, Tony Jones Jr. are both going to go over 100. I think Jones will be mostly rushing. Alvin will be, will be mostly receiving. Um, Jameis is going to break that 200-yard mark finally, probably around 250, 275. We get to 300, I'll be a little surprised because there's going to come Me a too. point where we're going to come off the gas and we're just going to try to ride it out with the ground game, which is where Tony's going to eat late and we're just going to beat him up. Um, this is going to be, I'm, I'm predicting 40, shawty, 41-17. Oh, yeah, I there you the go. Saints are going to explode. And if the Giants are really scoring, they might have three right. going into the half, maybe 10. And they won't have nothing else. See, even a little buddy agrees with me. It's going to be a big Saints win. <laughs> big Saints win. Yeah. So I think that's going to put a bow on it, man. So if you got, if you ain't got nothing else for the people, we're going to go and let them make it. Uh, this has been your boy T-Word, the people's champ. My co-host JT, the Saints savant. This has been your preview of the Saints versus Giants coming up. So good luck at the game. Hope y'all are having fun. We're going to have fun watching. Until next time, we're out of here. Peace.